You're listening to Inside the Huddle with Jay Foreman, sponsored by Advanced Medical Imaging. What up? We are back. Jay Foreman, Inside the Huddle, Advanced Medical Imaging, 7601 Pioneers Boulevard. Um, quick Super Bowl breakdown of the game. Um, obviously by now being a, obviously a week later to the day, everybody's seen the outcome, right? Did As you predict you, the outcome? Were you thinking Chiefs going into it? Yeah. I mean, I was wanting San Francisco to win. Um, I, I thought they were actually going to get it done. I was surprised. I felt like, and here's the, and I was down there and I, and again, if I was, I would never will. It's like Tom Brady. I'll never bet against them because I feel like they have unique qualities <clears throat> that are missing in 99.9% of the quarterbacks playing today at all levels. The willingness to adapt, to be selfless, and the purpose is to win the game. Because nobody cares about the yards that you throw if you don't win. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and Patrick Mahomes really has adapted his game, especially this year, to play more like Tom Brady, and he's actually doing less but getting more credit. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he's this this year he's thrown more balls behind the line of scrimmage, at the line of scrimmage, or eight yards or less than he has ever in his career. He's won three Super Bowls. They're talking about him being on the same level as Brady, Brady being the GOAT, even over Joe Montana that's never lost in a Super Bowl. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So he gets it. A lot of guys don't get it. So that's I, I, if I was betting, obviously I predicted San Francisco. I was hoping – I mean, I was betting the Chiefs. I was hoping for San Francisco, but I think as we, that's a great lead into the, <laughs> the deep rooted, um, I wouldn't say issues because San Francisco is going to be right back in the, I think San Francisco is going to be back in the Super Bowl next year, them or Detroit, because Philly, I think is over. Dallas is Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else is playing catch up. The only other team might be um, Green Bay. Green Bay is the only one I think. Right, I, right. I'm not scared. Not scared really of else. not scared of Tampa. I think they're a little too old on defense and Baker, you know. I mean, I just think Baker Manny is fun, but you're not trusting him in the playoffs. Yeah, I you know what? I trust him. I just think Tampa what really made Tampa good when they won it, and also when they got almost back there the the, the next year, is that their offensive line was really good. Mm-hmm. You gotta think Jensen, their center, you know, the guy that was like their tone setter, he got hurt and he, I think he got staffed. He had to retire. And he didn't play three years. Yeah. So he didn't even play so it, those are things, and I felt like, you know, Mike Evans is a free agent. I think uh, Goodwin is maybe re-signed. You know, so I think there's just a little bit more growth needed there, especially if Baker comes back. So I think those are the three teams. So I think San Francisco, if they just push, rinse, and repeat, they're in there, right? Um, Seattle, look, they got a new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Geno Smith is probably going to be the quarterback, but let's, I guarantee they're going to be in the quarterback business, right? So that's letting you know there is some turnover. But Seattle could come out of nowhere because of the three receivers they have. You expect the defense to be somewhat better. Um, but besides that, maybe the Rams, they're a little long in the tooth. That's it. Yeah. But, you're, but, but all three teams. of those teams are in one one division. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking about it. You, you know, do you trust New Orleans? No. Do you trust the Vikings? No. Chicago, don't even even mention them. Dallas, you don't trust them. Um, Washington, 
Dan Quinn's your head coach? I mean, are you kidding me? This is what you wait to the end of the hiring cycle to do? I mean, I could go. We could just go off the rails here. Um, the Giants. I'm not even going to talk about the Giants. <laughs> I mean, come on. You, they do a Saquon Barkley so bad. This dude's got got to do yogurt commercials because he's the best player on your team, and you're paying Danny Jones. Dan, and they're talking Danny about Dimes. they're talking about trading them to Cleveland so Cleveland can challenge in the AFC. $40 million, $45 million. And you got this dude over here carrying the team on his shoulders, on his hips, and everything. And he he can't even get any love. He cleaned out his locker, man. Big big shout out to Saquon. But as far as back to San Francisco goes, when Bosa, when you have an effort problem, I will tell you this. It, like him, love him, hate him. The one thing that you don't ever worry about with Travis Kelsey, um, Patrick Mahomes, um, any of the receivers, Chris Jones, George Colossus, any anybody on Kansas City. Yeah. They is just that, picked is, up Jones' player option too, so he's back. But I'm saying here's what you don't worry about effort with them. Right? So that right there is putting them more in a winning position than San Francisco. Now, when you look at San Francisco, and Steve Wilkes, you know, this is where I think it went wrong with Steve Wilkes. It was like week five or six, and I guess he went into the defensive meeting and just started calling people out left and right. Like, dude, your effort is garbage, right? Steve Wilkes is a well-respected defensive coordinator, has had success longer than a lot of those guys have been in the league, mm -hmm. and has worked his way up, and, and he did a really good job as he took over as the intern when, uh, you know, Matt Rule got let go. And so Matt Rule knows about Steve Wilkes, right? He got he got screwed over the most out of anybody. You're you're gonna fire him right. after the Super Bowl when all the jobs are already taken up. Right. And when the defense was definitely not the problem in that game. And you're that's the guy you like. Right. And well here's what they were not and, and the thing is, is like what do you what what is the scale you're judging them against? Okay, Robert Sala when he was there, when they were just were coming up, you know, when they went to the Super Bowl first time, they were number one or were on the uptick. He mm -hmm. gets a head coaching job. D'Amico Ryans gets promoted. Obviously good enough to get him the head coaching job. Here comes Steve Wilkes. In one year, they go from number one, supposedly, to number three. They led the league in takeaways, and I think particularly interceptions. Mm -hmm. They probably need more fumbles. But where does fumbles come from, Harrison? Cause fumbles. Effort. So now I'm on to this. So when you are when you trade for Chase Young, and he is notoriously having a, 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 an effort problem, and then Bosa effort problem and I and his effort is different where your your effort needs to be within the defensive scheme. Yeah. So the two guys that are supposed to destroy everybody's offense are taken away for what you're supposed to do defensively. Chase Young is is, is essentially lazy and, and let me tell you that brother that's a big brother, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, I'm, if he if he's there and he's playing well that day, he's he's a game listen, changer. I'm six two. I'm not gonna disclose my weight, but I'm a legit <laughs> six two and a half. That brother that when I seen him, I was like, dang, he's a big dude. Him and Cam Newton, I was like, whoa. So you have that. So right there alone, that has nothing to do with coaching. So when Steve Wilkes dressed down the, the team and some of the defensive players, and particularly the star players, mm -hmm. it lets me know they went to Kyle Shanahan. They didn't go up to John Lynch because John Lynch is built on effort. They went to the soft landing spot. And then guess what? Kyle Shanahan started having the you know his his crosshairs on the defense. Well, all all the while the offense wasn't performing this year on a consistent basis, right? Then they didn't address the right side of the offensive line. 
68 was the worst right tackle in football. Yep. Right? So then when you think about the internal struggle, right? Christian McCaffrey, you lean so much on him and it kind of masked things, right? Brock Purdy, I think, played well enough. Um, Debo did okay. Ayuk really, I think, progressed this year. George Kittle, I think, was so-so all year. Yeah, the Super Bowl was... We're gonna get in on him okay, in a couple yeah. minutes. We're gonna we're gonna get on George Kittle, right? We're gonna get in on him, and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask your opinion on George Kittle. So when I talk about internally, when if you go back and listen to the mic'd up that were I think definitely before Detroit and definitely before the Super Bowl, people were going up to Chase Young talking about I need you to play the hardest you you ever played ever. For, for, you're a professional, mm-hmm. and you're in a Super Bowl. It just should be a known. This is what we're gonna do. It, it, that should never be a question. So that's if Steve Wilkes can't get it get, get it going, then your head coach needs to be getting it going. So really, it's the head coach's fault. Mm-hmm. It's a so that's been going all all year. So we were able to interview their sideline reporter. I forget the the lady's name. She'd been uh, she was actually a sideline reporter in, in in the locker room when I was there. You know, and I was just there for like eight weeks. So I mean, I don't consider myself an alumni of Forty Nineers. I was there. Is it like a sniper? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was a hired, hired assassin. Hired gun? Yeah. It wasn't doing nothing. I only had two, three bullets left, you know? And I think I missed the first target. Got one, and then I got God. They got me quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was actually friendly fire, dude. A rookie came in and, and sent me home packing. But uh, she said that had been something going on all year, and they felt like they addressed it enough. But if you go back when Detroit, when Gibbs – had that long run around the right side, Chase Young stopped. He was literally walking on the field. Mm-hmm. And people think I'm crazy. They always ask me, what would happen? Like, I know for a fact, Jason Peter, Christian Peter, myself, Phil Ellis, Troy Dumas, dude, we would have punched you in the face if we saw that, on, on, literally. Because we're playing to win. Mm-hmm. And if you're if the and if you're tired, they got enough depth. Heck, they got Randy Gregory coming off the bench, and he had a good he game. Good. Yeah, yeah, he, he played great. Probably could have played more. He should have, right. And so he probably earned him some money to come back, I right? So. so, you know, I, I those are the deep scars that doesn't get written about, doesn't get talked about. But from, like, when you're a former player, I watched the game differently, right? So when you saw some of the plays that were, you know, the, they weren't able to get off blocks and they were getting lucky uh, to get some stops, that's when you knew Kansas City was going to win the game. Because if you have an effort problem, eventually you're going to break through. Like, if you're a team that doesn't have to work, you're going to break. There's going to be – because here's what I'll say, and this is what I tell my basketball kids all the time. What you do – some this is actually in life. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people right like this, right? Now, there's people out here I know that it, it, I could tell it to, but they don't want to listen, right? <laughs> Look at it. We've got dancing people out there listening to me right there, right? Go ahead. They're yeah, right. they got the ticket on. Yeah. 100%. You listen to look, – look at <laughs> – they look, look, yeah, at, they look at him though. They, look at look at the driver though. Okay, I see. I got the whole caravan bopping. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Got the whole caravan rocking, right? You know, that's a cool parent up there driving. Hopefully, is the parent. Oh but, yeah, yeah. Um, they have a good time. Someday. I always tell my kids that I coach in AAU, what you do sometimes is what you will do all time, all the time under pressure. Everybody's gonna play hard when you're winning. Everybody wants to play harder in the beginning. But what you do, either when the lights are on or or under, like what your your initial like habits are, that's what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. So if you if you got like situational, like conditional, they always say like relationships can't be conditional. It's either you in or you out. 
And if it's two people in there, because I always tell people, your relationship is with this sport. You got to love it. You got to nourish it. It's not going to be, it's not always going to be peaches and cream. It is the way it is. So, and it's going to suck a lot, right? That's just the life. Mm-hmm. And you can't have any outside influences. What do they say in a relationship? You can't listen to your friends. They don't, they're not the one, you know, going home with you. They're not paying your light bills. They're not paying your cell phone bills. They can have an opinion, but you got to be in there. So if this is what you do sometimes and it's situationally based, you go over a team that's playing hard and it's, and there is no leeway, it's non-negotiable, you're going to lose every time. Now, you might get lucky, right? You know how you get lucky? The ball goes off the off a Detroit defender off his face mask. That's lucky. Yeah. You know what else is lucky? Jordan loves throws a check down, a little high, an innocent mistake, mm-hmm. a little behind him. You get an interception, you start to get on a witch. But eventually, I would say, the clock will strike 12. It's like cinder. It will strike 12. Mm-hmm. And it, you know when it strikes 12? When it hurts the most. You want to know why, Harrison? It's the football gods. I believe in the football. I believe in the sports gods. I believe in when you put in good effort, energy, and the right things. It'll work out for you. Does that mean that, you know, Jay Foreman will end up being Mike Singletary? No. I mean, it's true. I mean, as, as much as everyone gets annoyed by everybody around it, but you look at Patrick Mahomes, you don't hear Patrick Mahomes talking about Taylor Swift and all this. No, nah, he's just playing football. He has most distractions on it, but anybody out there, and he still looks like the most locked in every single time. And what does he do? He and he works his tail off all year. Yep. All year. He focuses. Did he have some blow up? Sure. Frustration? Sure. But what did he do? Put himself in check and find a way to lead his team to a championship. Mm-hmm. And all the work and all the things he had to go through led them to be battle tested in the biggest moment. And you heard it there when after the coin flip, he was like, yeah, they took the ball. The game was over. Yeah, I'm not just real. I'm not buying. They didn't. They knew the rules. They, they, they obviously didn't know him good enough. There's no way. They didn't know the As rules. As the ref is saying the rules before half overtime starts, you're not listening. They know, but that but that's the look, if you don't have that's effort, sorry, here's what I'm dude, saying. If you're crazy. not if 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 the, the you can't this is non-negotiable. I'm being serious. You know, I'll tell you, like there's some guys, kids that probably don't want to play because I'm not going to negotiate on effort. Cuz that's the only thing you could control. I can't control. I can't control if the refs are having a bad day. I can't control if they let the game be too physical or too soft. I can't control that. I can't control if the rims are tight or if they're a little leeway. I can't control if the other team is hitting threes or bigger and better than us. But we can control effort. So if you're a football coach and your effort is weighing, okay, well then your detail is weighing, right? Mm-hmm. Because. If you're a football coach, and you and I know I'm running the ball up and down the field, not up and down the field, but the best player out there was Christian McCaffrey in that offensive line, and I go away from it, well, then that effort and detail is gone. Andy Reid said this, and I think Drew Trankra was one of the really good uh, interviews. I'll try to get it up next week. Um, And he said that Andy Reid, and he said he hated being in those meetings, prepared for overtime for four weeks. They had a meeting. Every week. So you know what those meetings were, Harrison? Right before you probably get to go home and you got to get packed before you head to the plane or the night before, you know, mm-hmm. Friday or whatever, you know. He made them lock in. So they knew the overtime rules. San Francisco didn't. The players told you they didn't. Jusek, we said, hey, even if we score, they get the ball. Well, dummy, you just lost. You just let the dude over there 
Because what happens usually if you have the ball and it becomes fourth down, you're more apt to punt. Well, yeah. if you're well, if you're the second guy going and you got Patrick Mahomes, so you're giving Patrick Mahomes four downs to get 10 yards the whole field. That's why it's such hard for me because it doesn't, even if, like you don't have to be a football guy at all to understand that. No, because the you, team who gets the ball second knows exactly what they need to even win in the o- game or push into overtime. Even, even in the old <laughs> overtime, it's at no point should you ever. Some people playing checkers, some people playing chess. He was trying to play chess, and it was just dumb. It's just like no, his. I think like his ideology is like we get the ball. I believe we're going to score. I don't know why, but I'm just going to give that they score already in his head. And then then we get the last. ball last. No, it's like no. why? Did you, did you ever play baseball? Uh, yeah, one year. Okay. Well, the, I've I've seen baseball. These youth baseball coaches, they'll be in like the semifinal game, and it's the game you got to win until get into the championship. And they'll say, oh, "Well, we're going to save our starting pitcher, so you know, for the championship game." Guess what happens? They don't make it to the championship. There game. you go. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes you can think yourself right out of a championship, and that's exactly what they did in San Francisco. We're going to take a quick break. Jay Foreman inside the huddle, brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging. We'll be right back.